Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to Naked Wellness Podcast. I have with me Jana again. Jana and I did an episode a couple of weeks ago around creating a healthier relationship with exercise, which was such an incredible episode. And today we are actually talking about how to exercise around your menstrual cycle. Should you be cycling your exercise at for different periods of your menstrual cycle and adjusting it and whatnot? So we're going to dive into that today, which is super exciting. Welcome back, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to be back. Mm, Yeah, I agree. And I think today's episode, it's, we were chatting a little bit before, like, it's one that I think needs to be spoken about a lot more as well out there. How does exercise kind of impact your menstrual cycle, if it does at all? How can you kind of adjust it to suit your cycle? And I know for a lot of people who have been following me for a long time, they would know my story personally with going off the pill, losing my period, then trying to regain my period through a whole heap of different forms, doctors, Chinese medicine, all of that. Started running, couldn't get it back, had to stop running, you know, really increase what I was eating. Um, I ended up experiencing like HA, which is hypothermia for anyone who doesn't know, which means that you've lost it due to stress. So that could be not eating enough. It could be exercising a little bit too much or just due to life stress as well. So it is really important. We're going to touch on this throughout today's episode as well to actually have a functioning menstrual cycle to have a regular period and I just really want to preface that because I know that when I shared my story I did have quite a few girls reach out just a little bit unsure about it which is totally fine I I do think that there is not that much information and it's not spoken about and your period talking about your period can be a little bit taboo sometimes which I think is a little bit sad but it is so important and I think it's a conversation that we should be able to have so openly so I'm so excited for um, today's episode so do you want to start off just you know running us through the different cycles of period your period and all of that kind of information yeah sure so um I guess okay so because we're going to be talking about it a lot I think Mm. it's probably good to just paint that picture for people about what we're actually talking about so there's your I guess four phases you could say um your menstrual phase which is that right from day one is like the start of your period Um, but that's also kind of also termed as your early follicular phase Um, so then you go from your menstrual phase for you know three to five maybe seven days however long that is into your follicular phase and then that goes into your um, ovulation Um, and then after you ovulate then you go into your luteal phase Um, and in terms of hormones throughout this you you've got a few um, but the main ones are your um, FSH um, and estrogen luteinizing hormone, those ones over your follicular phase. Um, estrogen is usually higher, and then you get the peak in all of them, but you get a bigger peak in your FSH and luteinizing hormone right before ovulation, and then they all drop off. Mm-hmm. And then in your luteal phase, you have um, a higher presence of progesterone um, and then a slight increase again in your estrogen um, which then again drops off right before your next cycle starts so that's kind of a bit of a 
brief rundown as to what it looks like over the um, over the cycle. And that's obviously that's a normal cycle of getting your period and stuff. Um, probably looks very different. Hormones and things will all be different if you have lost your period. So that's, I guess, another topic and another talk. Mm, yeah. And I know through social media as well, like there is so much popping up around cycle syncing. Yes. Which is so interesting. And I know mm. that you have done a bit of research behind this to see like mm. what is the research behind it? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. is it something that we should all be focusing on? And I know obviously we mentioned like it is so important to make sure that you actually have that regular and a functioning cycle mm. first. But like is the information that is popping up left, right and centre at the moment true about cycle syncing? Yeah, so I guess... I, I've seen a lot of this all on Instagram mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first saw it, I kind of was quite intrigued and I thought, oh, this is, you know, this is an interesting area and I hadn't really thought about it before. And then when I was digging in a little bit deeper and looking at the research and following people who have actually done research in this area, there is, I guess, there's first of all, there's not enough research there. There's, I think, um, maybe some people do or don't know, there's not enough research um, around um, females in particular in sport and in training and things like that. So there's there's not enough data, there's not enough good quality studies and we kind of need a little bit more clarity in order to make recommendations really. Mm-hmm. So do we need to change our training based on our cycle? No, not necessarily. Um, yeah again there's low quality evidence so general guidelines can't really be made because it's also conflicting the evidence is conflicting and some say that it does make a difference some say it doesn't there's also lots of change like there's lots of difference between individuals there's lots of changes for one individual month to month so at this point, there's just not enough information there to say this is how you should be doing it in a general um, guideline kind of way. There also isn't enough um, evidence to suggest that you'll perform worse or better at different stages in your cycle. And again, that's going to be very individual because some people might find that they they perform pretty much the same across their cycle and some other people might find that they get really big changes in how they perform or how well they train. So I think people who are saying that there's specific protocols for like what you should be doing at these different or what kind of exercise you should be doing at the different stages of your cycle, I think there's just isn't enough scientific evidence to support that at the moment. Um, So that kind of, I think that's the main message to, to take away is to just be aware that yes this could be something that might benefit you but it's also not to take it as like the holy grail and you should only be doing this exercise in this phase of your cycle it, you need to adjust based on your cycle basically yeah <laughs> um, right, like that individualization which I think yeah. is, it's so important and I think as well, like, yes, we're all different, but we're also not robots. So we're not programmed to be the same month in month out. So one period might be a little bit different to the next one type of thing. And that's okay as well. And I know like for me personally, and I'm actually starting to now learn, 
I've had my period back for I think seven months it is now. So I'm really starting to learn the routines of, you know, when it's coming and, and the mm. regularity and all of that of it and how I feel and tiredness and all of that leading into it. And I totally notice a difference month to month. And for an example, like today I went out for a run this morning thinking I'd be able to get a little bit further. It's day one of my period. I got four Ks in and I just wasn't feeling it, like started cramping. And so in that instance, I was like, all right, you know what, like that's totally fine. Um, we're just going to take it easier today, which is okay. But my period last month, I actually hit a PB in the gym on the day day one of my period. And I was like, huh, that's, that's funny because these things that were popping up on Instagram were telling me that I should feel really weak on those yeah. days. I shouldn't hit exactly. a PB. I should actually do like yoga type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the only thing, I guess that's one of the things out of this that I don't necessarily like or agree with is that we don't want to be putting an extra thing onto people saying especially menstruating individuals that we are weaker in a certain phase of our cycle and every month you're going to you know at that phase you're going to be weaker and should should be doing less I think Mm. we should be focusing on ourselves and how we feel and getting really in tune with what works for you and how you're feeling and basing that basing your training and your exercise and things off that rather than just arbitrary guidelines we think that maybe I should be feeling worse so maybe I'll just do yoga today like you said you could go to the gym and hit a PB you don't know exactly and I it also definitely makes me wonder is some of it placebo as well if you think that you should be feeling weaker you'd be like oh yeah this is actually feeling a bit heavier today so yeah definitely I mean, that is always going to come into it when mm. you're, you're given and fed information. It is going to be harder to, yeah, take your mindset off of that and focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's going to take time if that's been something that you've kind of been looking at a lot to kind of maybe step away from that and focus on what your cycle and your body is telling you rather than yeah. what other people are telling you that you yeah. should be feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I know when I, the very first time that I did saw, saw the cycle sinking and it actually made me really overwhelmed to start with. Cause I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like now I have to add a whole entire, another thing on top of this. Your period comes around once mm. a month, which actually comes around so fast. So I was like, so every oh, other week I now have to be like constantly thinking about, should I be adding more in? Should I be removing more? Should I be adjusting and tweaking? And I was like, this is just too much extra for me to be constantly thinking about and doing and obsessing over that I just do not want to be doing and found it really overwhelming the first time I saw it. So I was like, I need more information about this type of thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure if I found it overwhelming, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. I was the exact same. I saw it and I thought, oh, okay. It was like, you know, this is an interesting um, avenue. I hadn't like thought of it before or heard of it before. And then I kind of looked into it a lot more and I was like, oh my gosh, like that would, that would just be a lot to be like, thinking about every single week and every single month um and I once I started diving into the research a lot more I I think the main thing we need to be focusing less on some of those higher end like tweaking based on your cycle we need to focus more on your your baseline stuff your basics Mm -hmm. your most foundation the big blocks (laughs) of moving more meeting like your physical activity guidelines um, managing your stress sleeping better eating more eating well like all of those things are 
the foundations that we need to be focusing on before we worry about adjusting based on our cycle and things like that. Mm, absolutely. And so if we were to adjust or tweak our exercise around our cycle, are there any benefits mm. that do come from that? And what would those benefits be? And how would we know to tweak and what to tweak? Yeah. So um, I guess during the cycle, some people might find, um, so in the research, they have found that some people do um, in your, uh, I think it was the luteal phase, so just before your period starts, yeah. that there was um, more signs of people enjoying their workouts less or finding them harder. So mm. um, yeah, it's kind of that drop in the hormones and um, things like that just before you have your next period. Yeah, seem to be affecting um, how you feel about your workouts um, and yeah, finding them a little bit harder. But again, there was large, they noted large variability and that personal adjustments need to be made. So again, for some people, uh, you might find that you're, like you said, hitting PBs at that phase. Um, and some people might be really struggling and might need to, you know, lower the intensity and be going for walks and things. So I think the importance of listening to your body and what your body is telling you is is I guess the most important part of it and not just taking um, what's I guess put out there as the cycle syncing types of workouts in different phases think more about yeah how you're feeling and what you and what workouts you enjoy doing mm -hmm. again creating those positive exercise habits meeting the guide exercise guidelines and things first before getting too in-depth and in your head about what you should be doing when yeah Absolutely. Yeah. And this kind of almost makes me think back to our last episode that we did together <clears> as well. And when we we're talking about those really intense challenges and yes. those like quick things that I think they put a lot of pressure on you to always be meeting these really high standards and to always push yourself to that next level. And I think mm. in one way that can almost teach you or yeah, teach you how to not be in tune with your body like you almost learn unlearn that intuition that you have of okay today I'm actually really fatigued and I'm tired so I should take a rest rather mm. than it being a day where you know you're just kind of making up excuses to not get the workout done and yeah. I also find and with a lot of my clients as well the days that they really don't feel like getting that workout in or it feels like that extra effort and that extra push or they're just like I can't be bothered typically uh also the days that are linked in with a bad body image day or something like that mm. As well which is really interesting to note and a lot of the time this is leading in that luteal phase leading into their period so it's interesting to know what other signs is your body giving you and you know like i even we're all human i experienced this the other day i think it was saturday where i got up i was, was went to do a work and i was like i'm just really not feeling it i was kind of having a bit of an off day like not the best body image day which happens but you just push through so i just adjusted what the workout was did something mm. a little bit lighter not so intense um and you just yeah you you adjust and you really listen to what your body is telling you because your body is so much smarter than I think personally we ever give it credit for and it yeah, will tell absolutely. you what it needs and when it needs it yeah absolutely and I think it's it's really hard to just come out and say people should be doing this at this time this at this time when there's just so many different 
so many things that affect our mood, our mindset, our exercise performance, all of those things. Yeah, it just makes it so hard to then pinpoint and say you should be doing this or you should be doing this in terms of your training because it is going to be so different over your cycle, but it's also going to be just different day to day depending Mm. on, you know, how you feel when you wake up in the morning. You know, it just might be one of those days where you're just not feeling great and you just decide, okay, today's just one of those days where I'm just going to go for a walk and I'm just going to do some self-care things. I'm going to, you know, focus on those types of things. And then maybe the next day you're in the gym hitting a PB, you're feeling amazing. I don't think there's really a cycle to it because Mm. it's always going to be different. It's not going to be the same cycle every single month for one person and it's not going to be the same between people. So, yeah. It's so interesting. And I think it's also so interesting in the health industry where there are so many just generic and generalized Mm. things like this where I'm such a strong believer that at the end of the day there is no one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter approach to achieving your health goals absolutely yeah I'm the same (laughs) because you're so different your life is so different and if you want to be able to actually maintain any result and to live that healthy balanced lifestyle that's easy it doesn't feel like a chore you have to work with your body and with your lifestyle than against it because like yeah everyone is so different like I'm completely different to somebody else who would have like children for an example like my lifestyle is so different to that so it's so important that you need to take all of that into consideration yeah exactly and even in terms of exercise specifically like if you're somebody who doesn't like yoga or walking Mm. or you know those kind of things you need to find something else that's a lower intensity that feels good for you or similarly if you're not somebody who's super into like weights and going to the gym you need to find something else that you're able to incorporate into your routine that builds your strength like body weight exercises and other things around home that yeah it doesn't feel like resistance training in the gym but that fits your lifestyle and that makes that you enjoy that makes you feel good you know so yeah there's not there's not one size fits all in terms of exercise as well because you've got to figure out what you enjoy doing and what you're actually going to show up for um so there's a yeah I think there's a lot more things that take precedence over worrying about doing these specific workouts over your cycle and adjusting things based on just a a generic guideline Mm, yeah it's so interesting so can your period in any way, shape or form actually affect the performance of your workouts if it's possible? Um, so I think yes and no. So mm. in terms of the research that has been done, there, there's little to no changes in performance across the cycle. Yeah. But again, the data is limited and it's mixed. It's it depends on the individual on that month you know like there's there's so many different um variables mm-hmm. and i think that the more important factors on your performance like we've talked about eating enough having a well-balanced diet sleeping managing your stress following a solid training program like actually building in and creating mm-hmm. good exercise habits and having a solid training plan that you're adjusting all of those things first before 
worrying about what your hormones are doing specifically in terms of your performance in your training. Um, yeah, and especially for general population, you know, like we, we don't have to be performing to our peak like athletes. Mm. So I guess we don't necessarily need to be trying to adjust those tiny little things as much as what we think we should be. Um, so I think, yeah, people probably should take more consideration of all of those things that I just listed first and focus on those. Those are the big rocks, the big foundational things that are, are shown to be um, really important in terms of your performance, your training, your health in general. Um, and then, you know, maybe you are an athlete or maybe you want to be thinking about your hormones in particular to for training or a, a performance peak performance um, specifically then I would say try and find someone to to help you like learn those things that you can tweak mm, yeah and it's very like it's one of those things that's probably very small um, in terms of how much change it's going to have for you Mm. it's almost like don't overcomplicate something that doesn't mean, need to be complicated. Yeah. Keep yeah. it simple. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, again, like we've talked about, just focusing on, try and focus on you and get to know you and your body and how it changes over the month and then just yeah. how it's changing this month because it might be yeah. very different. So I think it's more important to just be in tune with your body and be able to adjust your exercise not based on your hormones, but just based on how you're feeling, like using an RPE scale. If people haven't heard of that, it's your rating of perceived exertion, um, like a one to 10 scale. Like how hard are you finding the exercise today? If you're suddenly in a workout and it's normally, you know, like a five or a six and you're suddenly rating it a, a nine, then, you know, like adjust your exercise that day. That Using those kind of tools to help adjust your exercise is probably more beneficial for you. Mm. yeah okay and so let's say you work out first couple of days of your cycle feeling mm. a bit meh yeah. is there any research that shows that there is some form of exercise that would be beneficial to do or anything at all that's out there for like the first couple of days of your period so I haven't not not particularly basically yeah. but um I've I've seen a few different um different exercises in the research but again they, they can't really there's no specific exercises that are being said or talked about in the research that you should be doing at a specific phase basically um like in your early luteal or that late luteal phase walking and yoga um coming into your period and things mm. like that um I I haven't seen it and I know the people that I've um looked into their research and their findings they haven't found any evidence to suggest that a specific exercise is more beneficial or should be performed at in mm -hmm. specific phases um there could be a, a small impact on your performance um like maybe in those first few days of your cycle um but again it would just be dependent on you and how you're feeling. Like you said, it was, you know, last month or whatever was the day mm. one of your cycle when you did PBs in the gym. So I think 
there is the possibility that these things will affect your training and your performance. But I think if we go into it, into our training with that mindset, you're almost kind of guaranteeing it. Like yeah. you said, it's, it's that placebo um, kind of effect. So in, instead, we should be thinking about how we're feeling and looking internally. How, how are we feeling today? What, you know, what's going on for us? And then adjust and base your training off of that rather than going into it thinking, okay, it's day one of my cycle. I'm probably going to be needing a lower intensity workout, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's so interesting. And I feel like we've busted like a massive, almost a myth today around cycle syncing and what you should do at different times of your menstrual cycle, which is just so interesting. And social media, I definitely feel like when a trend starts to pick off, pick up, it just, you know, somebody will grab it and just run with it type of thing. And then it starts popping up everywhere. And when you constantly see something again and again and again, it's so natural for us to be like, oh, well, it must be true if so many people are talking about it. And I guess that's like a positive and also a negative about social media. Like positive messages can definitely be thrown, like, you know, pumped out and spread, but also false messaging that, um, yeah, is not 100% accurate can also take off and spread Mm. as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know in terms of people I've found on um, online, so on Instagram, um, Dockless Fitness. I don't know if you've seen her or heard of her, but she does a lot of of stuff around um, Mm. the fitness and your cycle and just female females um and exercise and training and things in particular so she's a really good resource for this kind of stuff um so yeah if you've if you've listened to this and you've thought you know this is quite interesting she has a lot of stuff on her um, page about this Mm -hmm. and I think it's just I think it's just about being a little bit more aware of um of all of these kind of I mean they they're good because it means that there's more research kind of coming into play for women around training and all sorts of things, which is great because we are underrepresented in research and we are very different to males. Mm. So that side of it is really good. But again, there's just not enough research there yet to be saying there's these general guidelines for us. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that there ever necessarily will be because like we've seen, there's just, and everyone, I mean, those listening are probably, you can think between yourself and your, you know, your girlfriends, your sister, you know, whoever, there's lots of women in your life that you can probably like talk to and get lots, lots of varying um, symptoms and feelings and all sorts of things happening across your cycle. So I'm sure you can understand that there will be so much variation and so much difference between yourself month to month and between you and other people. So just, I guess, keep that in mind as you go about, you know, your exercise and your training and all sorts of things. Make sure that you just do the the building blocks, do the basic things first before, I guess, diving into how your cycle or how your hormones might be affecting your training. Because I think most people are probably or most women are probably not exercising enough 
or overtraining mm-hmm. and not eating enough and not mm. eating well balanced mm. first before mm-hmm. we ch- change and adapt what specific exercises they're doing yep. at different stages of the cycle. So I think there's more there's more things that will be beneficial for your health, I think is the, the main takeaway there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then I think if you are really wanting to dive into your own individual menstrual cycle and mm. how you feel around it and your what you can personally adjust and tweak to benefit you individually, absolutely. Like, And that's oh, where one-on-one coaching comes into yeah. play amazingly because you can then actually pick up on any patterns that you experience Mm. each month. You can get your workout structured around for you individually and how your body functions, which is Mm. incredible. And I think, yeah, one-on-one coaching and really getting that individualized approach, if it's something that you want to look into, fabulous. Like, yeah. And I think you should feel confident in your own experience and your body um, with your exercise routine and your cycle. Um, And I think that's like study yourself, do like, have those apps on your phone where you're mm. tracking your cycle and how you're feeling and your workouts and all that kind of like be your be your own research like that's amazing like if you're interested in these kinds of things and how exercise affects you, is affected by your cycle by all means do your own research on yourself you are you know yourself better than anybody else so I think that would be the best place to start is to yeah focus on tracking your cycle seeing how things feel for you and making your own I guess judgments for yourself based on how you're feeling yeah absolutely so many key takeaways from today (laughs) I guess like at the end of the day as well I know we mentioned it so many times but just make sure that you have your period you know you have Mm -hmm. a monthly cycle before you start jumping to all of these kind of you know cycle syncing and all of that basics first and then build up from there yeah I think that's that's the most important thing I think people just need to do the basics um yeah for for general health like that's the most important um outcome is is health and well-being so I think those foundations those building blocks that we've talked about Mm -hmm. are the, the key things to to focus on before anything else yeah Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing and diving into this topic (laughs) with us. Where can the listeners find you if they're interested in more information about exercise? (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Yeah, you can follow me over on Instagram. I'm at Coach Jenna. And yeah, I've got all things sustainable fitness and health over aesthetics. Beautiful. And your direct links will be in the show notes for easy access for all the listeners as well, which is absolutely amazing. But thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Naked Wellness Podcast. If you know somebody who you feel like would get a lot out of this episode, then make sure you share it with them. If you enjoyed this episode, then don't forget to like and leave me a review. But I hope you enjoy the rest of the day or the night wherever you are. If you would like to connect, then please go over to my Instagram, which is kjwellness with three S's, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye.